0: Welcome to Sonic Talk episode 454, recording today live on Wednesday the 6th of July. Happy belated 4th of July to all of our stateside watchers. Uh, of course, we're getting people watching via YouTube. We're streaming pretty much via YouTube live now, but uh, we, we also uh, embed the player on our sonicstate.com forward slash live page, where there is our own IRC channel if you want to join that chat room. But we also I'm trying to keep an eye on the comments on YouTube as well, so I might be a bit distracted from time to time because it's a one-man show here in terms of production and it's a sort of one man guest as well but I'll get on to that later I'm just going (laughs) to say thank you very much to our sponsors obviously uh, Isotope is sponsoring the show and you can find out how to win a copy of Vocal Synth Vocal Vocoder and uh, Harmony Processor coming up about halfway through the show and we'll have the winner of last week's show as well but now let's say hello to Gaz Williams who's (laughs) wearing red in honour of Wales who are playing tonight in the European Soccer Championships and they've reached the semi-finals of the said competition which is is basically everybody is amazed and I, yeah. i'm glad to see you're flying the flag
1: no it's great but um, i'm a little bit frustrated because something came today which i want to play with and i haven't got any time to and that is a one of them oh is that an h9 it is but there was something i wanted to mention about just uh because i was gonna I, actually i was looking for <laughs> i'd had my eye on one of these for a long time but it was a difficult justification because they're not cheap
0: no but, about 500 uh, quid aren't they
1: well that's the thing they come in different uh it, you know you can buy different ones depending on what what you want when it first came out it came out with nine algorithms uh and then they brought out uh, one which had no algorithm well one algorithm and then you can choose to buy algorithms from uh from the app store which is sort of built into the, editor on the on both ios and mac and pc uh so i was looking essentially i was just looking for something that uh that could be like a, a box that had its own midi clock in there and there's various things that could do it uh so i could do tap tempo and send that out via midi to some other devices for my midi base rig um and so i was looking i thought well actually i'll just look second hand for for one of these uh and something i discovered something and i just thought it was worth flagging hence me mentioning um if you buy algorithms then when it if you then choose to sell the unit you have to wipe all the algorithms off and then those algorithms are either a waste of money or they'll remain attached to your account should you wish to buy one in the future. And then you can reinstate those algorithms. But right. so, so it, it, it occurred to me, because I was looking, I knew that I wanted, there was about 10 or 11 algorithms that I wanted. And at 15 pounds, well, I think they're about $20 per algorithm, it starts to get quite expensive. Um, yeah. But there is like one that you can get, which is called the Max. And that's the the one I ended up going for in the end, which is spending a lot more money than I meant to. But that was because of uh, the fact that the Max has got all the algorithms plus any other algorithms that will be released in the future.
0: Forever.
1: Forever, well. But it does mean that its value is kind of a bit more locked in. Whereas if you'd have bought one of the cheaper ones, bought algorithms and then chose to sell it down the line, you'd essentially have written off that money that you'd bought the algorithms with. So that was my justification. (laughs) But really, I think I just... uh,
0: Well, the thing that I found, I mean, because I I had one here for a little while, I didn't get around to reviewing it. I mean, I like the fact that you've got the Bluetooth editor for the iPad, which is okay, but it's yet another thing. Because it's not much fun to program without that. Mm. Um, And also, that sound, you know, the shimmer reverb or any of those things, it just uses it all up. And you kind of think, well any of the other algorithms, you know, you end up with this kind of like, it's like a sort of justification war of which, (laughs) which algorithm should the H9 run? What are you going to be running in your H9 then, Gaz?
1: Well, I mean, I've had a little play with it so far and, um, you know, yes, the things like the space and shimmer, uh, sorry, the black hole from the space and the shimmer, but to be honest, some of the new uh, H9 specific ones, like the resonator is lovely. uh, And also, uh, There's one which is just quite a boring one, really. uh, That's like an EQ and a compressor. But boy, that compressor sounds great, especially on my bass. So I was, um, you know, I was very impressed with that. So uh, I think it's going to be a bunch of things. I think it's going to be really useful. What I'm thinking of doing, though, is actually because of the editor being really nice and you can create set lists from the editor and you can run the editor on an iPad uh, generally, when I'm doing big productions, I've always got a music stand with an iPad on, so it kind of makes sense that I can then edit the right. pedal from the iPad rather than having to bend down, blah blah blah. Uh, but also for organising sets. So then it, I'm planning on using it then as a program change device as well, because uh, I've got a little. Oh out-
0: yeah, because it'll output MIDI as well, won't it? Yeah,
1: it will, and it'll output the clock, so it'll be it'll be my my clock generator and my sort of program change. Um, unit as well so i think it's it's going to be a bit of a you know a (laughs) multi-purpose tool really for me but uh, i just
0: i just got to put this one in this is uh lady aptitude in the in the chat room oops that's that one a slave to the algorithm. I think that's a great deal. Yeah. Ah, nice nice video, yeah. one. Very good. Like, Very uh, good. That's, ga- uh, that gets a pun of the day so far. <laughs> um, but, well, the, yeah. o- the other thing is, is um, in the chat room on uh, YouTube, um, Geosynth says you, you can get an H9 core, which mm. is basically a dumb version, mm-hmm. hasn't got any algorithms, and you can yeah. run the algorithms on both from, right. from the Macs, apparently, as well. So yeah. you could yeah. find yourself rapidly expanding your... Italian of h9s
1: <laughs> i was kind of thinking about that and you know that's why i went for the max in the end and then thought yeah so it become it could become uh quite a good system i know that dweezel Zappa uses three of them and i can imagine that being a really powerful setup uh but um to be honest so far i everything about it i absolutely love uh you know in terms of the the sound quality is sublime the i'm a big fan of pitch shifters and the pitch shifter probably is the best one on this albeit there isn't any um polyphonic pitch shifting that i've found yet so i don't think any of the yeah, other i don't things, think it does that no but it does i mean just this one i think it's called the quadrivox or something which is a a four voice um a, a four voice up pitch shifter and just just how beautiful that sounds really did actually make me gasp really just thought wow this
0: how so uh, t- explain to me how you're going to be finding a place to put um space and uh shimmer on a base ah
1: well that's because i'm using it with my midi base system and my midi base system is a lot more than just a base i've just finished a little video that i'm going to post hopefully either today or tomorrow uh, with a few things about but i'm going to be doing some so- soloist shows i say solo uh, i'm going to be the only pitched player and i'm going to have three percussionists with me uh well a drummer a drummer and two percussionists uh and i'm going to handle all the melodic sort of of size melodic i'm trying to kind of get fairly minimal bass lines chords using because i can use sustain pedal i can choose which strings i want the sustain pedal to work on so i can just sustain chords play some bass lines play some melodies uh and i'm just developing it at the moment uh and so yeah I, i'm actually i've been spending the last three or four months devoted to this thing really um so hopefully it'll be i don't know when it'll be ready or for what purpose <laughs> or if anyone will even like it but i'm gonna do it anyway. of
0: course they will well i was because i i just posted the uh uh that I did hey! uh, last week uh I, I was I was listening to it today and I was thinking, oh God, there's uh, basically all the way through the set I've forgotten to uh dial back the attack on the sound so all the bass sounds are sort of b- b- rather than bang in it so it's a little bit but you know that's the sort of thing that you know only two gigs in those are the sort of things that tend to suffer. But uh, <laughs> but um I did notice that uh um James Bernard who used to be uh a propeller heads demo guy reason guy he he's now get he's really big into modular and he's been using a uh, looper one of the boss uh, is it five channel loopers so that plus modular to create textures sounds like a really interesting mm. way so i might th- i might think about that as a possibility
1: I, well i mean that's the rc505 i think isn't it that's the desktop looper which uh, in its version one iteration was quite promising i had one here for a while uh, but uh, it wasn't a keeper for various reasons, but now it's moved up to version 2, I think it's r- really worth looking at. And the way that you can do... Because you could do program change with that, you see. So you could have um, you could have some pre-prepared stuff on various programs and have blank tracks available as well. So you could program change, shift up into... Uh, and have some elements already in there and then overdub so i think it's uh huh, okay. yeah and uh, it's midi it's yeah they use a thing called assigns which are uh, you know midi assignable uh, thing um parameters and whatnot and uh, they vastly expanded that with the version 2 as well and actually it's come down reasonably it's about around a 350 pound mark now which is about 100, huh. 100 quid cheaper than when it first came out so i think that that is actually it,
0: does it do quickly. delays as well
1: Yeah, it's got some, uh, yeah, the version 2 opens up the effects a lot more. You could only have, I think, before, you could only have either input effects or playback effects. Now it allows you to do, I think, three simultaneous input effects there as well. And and plus effects that you can apply onto your recordings as well. So, yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. I've been eyeing that one up. The thing that stops me is that I bought my iPad Pro primarily to run that, to do Uh, that
0: functionality but uh it's not as much well, fun can... but... no i suppose not <laughs> all right then well uh i suppose you know with all of this stuff you might be doing a gig but uh, did you see this news that uh, apple have just um done a patent uh, had a patent approved which is i've called it uh, uh, a no record death ray uh, uh-huh. and it's basically this was on nine to five mac and a couple of other sites but basically what it seems to be doing is you could put a transmitter of some kind in a venue which will stop uh, iPhones specific, I guess, iOS devices of a certain iOS type uh, from either taking photos or recording, depending on how you set it up. So, you, I mean, it will do other things as well, but that could be one primary thing. And it just seemed to me as a sort of quite a it's quite a dangerous thing to start doing that, you know, mass mass configuration of people's devices wherever they are. I mean, you know, I, I know what you think about that. I mean, because I think the thing about gigs is, yes, I mean, some things you want to keep private and you don't want to be watching it through somebody else's screen. Mm. But it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because uh, so many people moan about the fact that everybody's just standing there watching it through <laughs> the phone. Yeah. Whereas, you know, it'd be nice to have the choice, right? Mm.
1: It, it, is a, it's, it is puzzling, especially given that um, the latest Apple phones... Seems, the cameras
0: are so good.
1: The cameras are good, but also the audio is a lot better now. The uh I don't know quite what's happening, but they are much better at handling high SPL. Uh so um my wife's phone, she's been you know, she was videoing the gigs I was doing at Glastonbury just on her iPhone, and the sound was I mean, albeit far from brilliant, was uh you know
0: It was, wasn't doing that massive bass crunching just doesn't yeah, work, yeah.
1: Exactly. So so it seems that they've Made some, uh, I guess that they must have made some provision for that kind of environment. uh So for them to do
0: this now is slightly—it's well, it's only a patent. It hasn't; it's not been implemented. I mean, and the thing is, there there are a couple of things with this. Obviously, you know, if the, the, apparently this patent uses infrared, which is you know, you just stick something over your infrared receiver and that would sort that out. Or, but that—that's one thing. But the other thing is also obviously, you know, in the wrong hands, it could stop people filming. Things that oh, should yeah. be being filmed, you know, you know. Yeah, that, you're dead, you're damn right. There, demonstrations, suddenly, whatever, oh, you know, God, th- yeah. happenings in the world. I, I'm i sure that's oh. not the intent, but it could easily be uh, misused. Ding, ding, though. ding,
1: ding, 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 ding. alarm, alarm. I didn't think about that. Of course, I was thinking only purely from selfish music reasons. But yes, I mean, like, I mean, my goodness, uh, phones have just become this real thing of uh, revolution, haven't they? You know, or certainly. uh but to say the revolution won't be televised. It'll be streamed. Um, yeah. You know, uh, so gosh, that does, I mean, I wonder if there are, uh,
0: well. Let. I mean, uh, poli- I poli- me <laughs> political points aside, I mean, I, I can understand, you know, why, because obviously concerts are for many bands and many bands with big brand names are the, you know, are the way that they make revenue because they don't make it on uh, selling records, not unless you're really massive. I mean, most of the money's made on tours. So I suppose, I mean, I can't imagine a video of some a band on tour is going to uh, replace, oh, I won't go, I watched it on somebody's iPhone upload. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's more likely to actually say, yeah, I saw somebody's iPhone um, recording of that, they look rubbish, I won't go and see them, you know, so it's more about masking the truth than perhaps spreading the truth, I don't know.
1: Yeah, and I mean, we all know that a lot of people are dismayed when really poor quality video and audio footage of concerts get put up. Um, But blimey. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And (laughs) then they distribute an MP3. I mean, go figure, right? Ah,
1: yeah. Wow. So, I mean, and the likelihood is if Apple implement this, well, saying that it's a patent, does that give their rivals a kind of opportunity to uh, not implement it, you know?
0: Uh, yeah i don't know i mean i think because i mean sometimes you know a a, a lot of these big technologies companies they get the patent and then they just shove it away so nobody else can do it so there might be some you know it might be for good i don't know i mean we'll see i mean that who knows i mean patents have become a currency haven't they it's a a, awfully complicated um, scenario but yeah let's not get too conspiracy theory about it but yeah anyway that that was uh, i just spotted that the other day i thought "Mm, that's an interesting one and it opens a, a lot of things um let's have a look at this then Thank you I thought this was a bit genius, actually. This is uh, called, uh, no, what's the app called? Finger Fiddle, which is a bit unfortunate because it could <laughs> be seen as, as perhaps something it's not. This is a fiddle <laughs> as in the violin.
1: Fiddle
0: about? Fiddle about? Fiddle about, yes. There's an element of that to it. And as you can see, one hand is used for the bowing, the other hand is used for the um, the, the fingering of the strings. And I just thought, oh, that, what a really clever idea. And it does sound very expressive, right? Hmm. Uh this is uh finger, finger fiddle by uh a chap called Mateus Demukon. Uh I've got the app page here. Um uh, it's two ninety nine, one point uh, two. Uh, this isn't a new thing, but it's the first time I've seen it, and it just look. I mean, I don't know if it corrects your pitch as well and snaps because one of the. If you've ever had a child who's learning the violin, <laughs> it's one of it's one of the most excruciating experiences. one's <laughs> life. You can get in app purchases for different instruments, classic collection, whatever you know. These they add up, so you know you could buy a Strad or whatever it may be, a double bass, violin, viola, cello, perhaps that sort of thing. But really clever use of the interface, I thought, and that, you know, because it's it's often you know with iOS apps and touch devices, you know, you, you sort of think, oh, has it gone as far as it can with the with the implementation of GUIs and and, and But this does seem like a really neat little, uh, just a great idea, right?
1: Yeah, agreed. I mean, you know, uh, a few years back when GarageBand Garage Band brought out its um, you know its various violins and violas and cellos and whatnot. Uh, that was pretty nifty, but this just goes that much more ahead. And uh, I'm allowed to say what I'm reviewing. Uh, oh, yeah, sure. Uh, so, um, so this is uh, what I've got here.
0: Ah, What's the up? instrument.
1: Mm. Um, and that's what this sort of made me kind of think of in a way. Uh, obviously, the Boeing side uh, is different, but um. The instrument really excels in that kind of thing, Uh, you know, being able to get all that lovely vibrato on every finger. Um, But that bowing side, though, on the screen, you know, yes, it is a very nice uh, idea, but it is also... um, it's purely for playing, isn't it? It has no visual appeal. I found this from doing gigs playing on the iPad.
0: Oh, yeah. You, people aren't going to think, wow, you look cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but uh, it is really cool. What's
0: the price on it, Nick? I can't remember. Uh two ninety nine, US dollars. I mean, it's you know, not next to nothing, really.
1: Yeah, right. So, I mean, it's... Uh, and it does sound good,
0: doesn't it? I mean, I think that... Is very, you know, I'm that, guessing the person playing that demo is probably quite a good violinist, it, to be honest.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it, it does light the notes, doesn't it? To give you scale clues, so you can gliss to notes which are harmonically related to the scale that you're in, and things like that. Um, which actually, the instrument is less about that, which I was a bit surprised about, but you'll have to wait for the review to see that stuff. But um, uh, I think... Uh, In my, well, I mean, gosh, how many reviews of iPad stuff have we done over the years? Hundreds. Uh,
0: yeah, quite a lot. <laughs> but
1: uh, I, I did find that the only, well, not the only, but the iPad, the touch surface's best implementation is for things like that, where it's glissy, where it's, you know, express sliding notes, you know, as opposed to other things more like piano type or anything that involves hitting it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, so, so it does lend itself very much to the screen. And you don't need the tactile response, really, for that kind of approach. In fact, you know, being able to make those smooth glides, having a, a perfectly flat surface like a sheet of glass is, I- is ideal, really, for that. It's almost the perfect implementation for that, that legato, vibrato approach to play in. So, yeah, I mean, go.
0: It's just very hard. You have to. You'd have to watch it like a hawk to know where you're. Because on a violin, obviously, you 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 get muscle memory because you can yeah. feel where you are on a string. And You've got no sense of that. In yeah, the and, like this, and, so. and you,
1: in violin you learn first position, second position, and and just the physicality of the instrument does give you kind of clues about where you are. Um, however, you know, I did, uh, God. These kind of things, I am—I do have mixed feelings about, and, and, and this, does kind of, this does pertain to the, the instrument in a way, in that uh, the L'instrument I can see being very popular with people who want to do recreations of actual instruments, and it is terrific at that sort of thing, you know, <laughs> so I'd imagine lots of people who are making, you know, scores and whatever, and want to mimic real instruments, it's great. I have zero interest in that personally. I'm much more interested in um, synth- synthesizer express, you know, expressivity with, with.
0: Yeah, well, we've seen like the uh, I, God, I can't remember the name of the thing, the ex- Expressive E uh, box, uh, and and obviously the the Roli, but the Touche is is more CV compatible, uh, mm-hmm. whereas Roli requires quite a lot of uh, additional kind is, of connectivity is, and messing about to get that to happen.
1: Is the Touche is that? do we know where that
0: is in its development cycle it's still uh, no a lot, when i saw them at Superbooth, which was what that was march they said later this year they're not in any hurry uh, it appears <laughs> so i don't know there, there's something about I, i've seen this happen before with another there's a french thing whether um there's a lot of government support for uh technological I- innovation so they're able to do it at, at their own scale you know level of uh, time scale rather than you know letting the market decide. So I hope so. I mean, I, I'm sure it will. They, they seem like a fairly focused bunch of guys, so mm. but we shall see.
1: Yeah. But I mean, uh, but coming back to this app though, for two ninety nine dollars, it's almost, it'd be ridiculous not to buy it if you use your iPad in any musical context. I haven't bought it yet because I only saw the show notes today, but uh, I will be buying it today for, for sure, just to have it because I think, I, I could imagine when... And if and when I, I need, ah, but I, I just want to get, I just want to give musicians a gig, you know, <laughs> that's why I, I know not everybody has the ability to do that. I, I'm lucky. I've actually got a lot of uh, great, you know, instrument players around who I can draw upon. Um, but yeah, I, it still looks really, really good though. Yeah.
0: Well, um, before I uh, will actually, I'm going to throw this one in the mix. afterward. there was an electron teaser that came out um, a couple of days ago, which will I'll play that in a second. We'll see. What, get your yeah. thoughts on it first. Let's let's go to uh, a word from our sponsors. That's an Isotope. Uh, this is information about the Vocal Synth, a new plugin which has combined several vocal processing engines. This is the X. Isotope Very Polyvox, which does harmonies, generating auto-harmonies. Fifth sub, sub up. Classic Vocoder, all in one plugin. And there's a robot voice as well. Or CompuVox, rather, I should say, which is more your kind of, I guess... Craft worky thing, Talkbox. We all know that sound. If you're a fan of Peter Frampton, but basically, they're all of these things together in one plugin, and what makes this a specifically much more of an interesting proposition. So you could do a lot of vocal processing. <laughs> If you want to check that out, go to isotope.com forward slash vocal synth. And of course, we have competitions. Uh, last week, we asked you to uh, tweet out the hashtag. This is a Twitter competition, so you do need to have a Twitter account to enter, but uh, it's pretty painless and you don't have to uh, monitor it and get notifications. But, uh, well, you need a notification to know if you've won, I suppose. Last week, we asked you to tweet the hashtag uh, art of the voice and at vocal synth to at Sonic State and Isotope And we have a winner. Uh, the winner is somebody called Riffs and Synths uh, c- called Chris of Gravy Age, at Chris of Gravy Age with a K uh, and he said I could use this for so much, so uh, yes you can so you should be able to get that, so get in touch uh, Twitter handle at Chris of Gravy Age and uh, we will pass your details on to Type who will deposit the full version into your account so congratulations on that. We've also got another competition for this week you can win a full version of the isotope vocal synth uh, we're looking for the hashtag computer harmony and the hashtag vocal synth uh, with at sonic state and at isotope inc mentioned so the the hashtag computer harmony all one word and the hashtag vocal synth all one word uh, to at sonic state and at isotope inc uh, if you tweet those out, then you will be automatically entered for the draw. I want to say thank you very much to Ice Tech for sponsoring the show once again. Uh, let me see if I can find this, uh, this uh, electron thing. Yeah, here it comes. I think it's here. Have I got any audio? Yeah, here we go. Very abstract. So what do you think? Let's listen to it. It's very short. Okay, so it just says, before long, and I did actually email <laughs> Chenk, who is uh, my inside person, at, uh, at uh, um, and he said, yes, there's some new stuff coming along. I can't yeah. say any more. In That's the Out of oh, no. the curiosity. Looks like we've got another oh. video flowing on. I don't know, what do you think? That, to me, sounds mm. like some kind of filter stroke distortion pedal. Right. So I've been there uh,
1: since I, yeah, very interested uh, in this as I am a, an Electron user. Um, reading on the forums and just trying to just have a little mooch around, seeing what's being said. People seem to be suggesting it's some kind of effects processor. Uh, some people are hopeful that it's some sort of mixer, like uh, Electron's answer to the Roland MX-1 performance mixer uh Ooh, okay
0: like you're thinking
1: yeah which anything more things like that yes please uh i think we've been banging on about that kind of thing so maybe maybe that uh i think o- other people have also been saying that electron have hinted at releasing um lower priced products because as we know electron products aren't exactly premium they are they are expensive and you know it's uh Uh, But the other thing that's being said is that it's in no way a replacement for the outgoing mono machine and machine drum, which have both been retired uh, long-running Electron products. Um, I think a lot of that ground is covered by the Analog 4 and the Rhythm uh, and uh, the Octatrack as well a little bit with the um, machine drum sampling capabilities. Uh, So... It's also people, or oh, I think Electron have hinted that it's something that will work with their existing stuff as well. So,
0: yeah, processor, processor, you think? Poses, yeah,
1: and it also poses questions about uh, Octa, uh, sorry, uh, Overbridge. Um, they've put a lot of time and effort into developing Overbridge. Oh, you
0: think it'll be Overbridge compatible? yeah well maybe
1: and also this idea of some sort of aggregated device that you can plug all your existing uh uh electron machines into that may somehow do like the MX1 thing i mean that might be a bit fingers crossed uh for people you know that you know how cool that would be something that you can just connect all your other devices via just a single usb lead like we've seen with the ira range and the roland roland mx1 i've got an uh,
0: mx1 here that i haven't got out of the box yet i wanted to check it out uh, i just haven't had time yeah uh-huh. will do.
1: I, I mean that still is such a super product a, a, a few things don't quite hit the mark for me but it's exactly the sort of thing i like seeing coming out so if electron have gone down that route now you see what are the clues in that video this guitar isn't there and the sounds that we're hearing are certainly not
0: They sound driven and distorted and filtered, don't they?
1: They do, but they also don't necessarily sound um, synthesizer It sounds more like...
0: Processed. Processed,
1: yeah. Yeah. So I reckon that... I think it's a good bet to think that it is in some way some sort of audio processor. Electron being Electron, it's not going to be normal. It's going to definitely be a different... You know, there'll definitely be something unique about it. They don't release ordinary products by a long way so uh yeah very excited about this and
0: uh i've I've just spotted another line in the video uh, in the the reply i got from electron and said when i look at the comments i saw a few people actually got it right Oh. Mm, okay. Well okay. that but there's a lot of com- there's a lot of comments. <laughs> now let's hope
1: they don't tease us for too long though. I think we've learned in the past that if a tease lasts- Some
0: somebody also said is it a new electric violin? So uh yeah, maybe it's that.
1: <laughs> 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 uh, but um I think Electron have definitely carved a niche for themselves uh, uh, in a very specific way. So I wouldn't imagine that they would go too far away from what they've already created. I don't, I, I don't imagine them doing anything that's too radical a departure. I think uh, they make deep boxes for committed people. <laughs> that's uh, you know, so I'd imagine it's going to have some, something along that lines, you know, because it's a funny thing. I've got the analog for here. Uh, and, uh, Oh, no, I can't. It won't reach. <laughs> uh, but the Analog 4 is, it's a very, f- it's an odd its an odd product in terms of, um, it, it, you do have to really yeah. dig in deep with it. I mean, mm. saying that, as I've mentioned before on the show, that... Uh, it's very
0: powerful. It's got a vibe, hasn't it? Definitely.
1: It has. And Overbridge opens it out terrifically just it, just for educating yourself about what it can actually do seeing it all laid out and it's a beautiful beautiful piece of software uh, overbridge um i know some people have been having a few problems running it i've had a few issues with it in cubase it seems to be a lot happier in ableton live because i think initially it was only available in ableton live so maybe it's a little bit more mature for working there but um i do just to ref- recap on what i said earlier i think with all the effort that they've put into overbridge i'd be very surprised if this new product doesn't have some kind of overbridge um connected okay
0: well we'll see i mean i don't know when it's going to be i mean that's the thing with many of the i don't know how electron have failed. i'm thinking back to the past i think they've been pretty good when it comes to they haven't gone here's something and then you know (laughs) <laughs> then we haven't had it they have said here's overbridge yeah. and it hasn't been finished but at least you had something to see whereas so, so i guess with hardware it might the, be a different thing but we'll see
1: the one thing i wanted to say though is that the budget's gone down a little bit for the videos <laughs> compared to their previous oh, yeah. lavish yeah hollywood uh, <laughs> i mean I, I don't know if there's anyone left there who hasn't seen any of those trailers for those
0: the analog Lynch. Four, yeah, no, oh yeah, and, and
1: the Oxford Bridge one. Uh, sorry, the uh, the Octatrack are some of the most lavish, most expensive, ridiculous, and brilliant as well, brilliant trailers for music equipment ever made. Without a shadow of a doubt, there's no one to
0: touch them in that respect. So, yes. well, Native Instruments come pretty close, I have to say, but uh, but oh, not I mean, a lot
1: of... Not with that ridiculous kind of sci-fi sort of whole. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> right well let's uh well let's see what should we do next we've got a, a, a number of choices i think that um i might go for uh oh do you want to talk about Call cool gadget or is it kind of uh have you had a chance to download the upgrade because that's come out pretty recently hasn't it
1: yeah i've had to, I, I i have downloaded it although i haven't bought the the new uh so there's three new gadgets
0: and I'm, one oh of okay well before we do let's play the video okay <laughs> This is the uh, news. There's two new uh, instruments. This is... uh, Three. Three. Sorry, I do beg your pardon. This is the Bandai Namco 80s game synth engine. This is an awesome demo. Yeah. So of its time. I wonder if this is an original or somebody's made a new one because they've done a fabulous job. I Mm -hmm. I can't see how I'd ever use this anywhere, but I just think Mm -hmm. it's great. Oh, yeah takes you back yeah oh you can play games as well oh, okay yeah. <laughs> and then there's the madrid bass oh uh, there's a gladstone uh, sorry acoustic drum module module i'm not so sure about the uh yeah. the kind of jazz funk kind of Direction they, these demos are going in. To well, be
1: <laughs> jazz, jazz funk is the thing the kids are down with now,
0: though. No. Oh, really? Yeah. To think, weather the report maker a comeback? Yeah,
1: no, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, big time.
0: Anyway, and then there's the Madrid bait So yeah, so Gaz.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I we,
0: Ga- gadget was great actually. Yeah, I yeah. really enjoyed gadget. And there's also yeah. the uh I don't know if you've seen these the. uh this so is the the Nano Studio really? and Nano Keys, which are Bluetooth MIDI, which are designed to. I mean, th- I think that and gadget. I mean, it's getting yeah. to be a. I mean, it, when we reviewed it, it was it was a really impressive thing. So, and yeah, I'm yeah. sure it's only got better, right?
1: Oh, it's definitely got better and better. It really is. Uh, we still haven't had the long-awaited audio track functionality, which would just be the icing on the cake. Would just tip it over the edge of just being utterly brilliant and it. Uh, but. Korg certainly haven't let it lie. They've kept coming back to it with the updates and have kept it really bang up to date. I mean, uh, they brought out a terrific um, iPad Pro um, sort of, you know, optimized version of it, um, which is an, a joy to use on the big on the big fella there. Um, but uh, these new, so there's three, the three new ones then is the, this Namco uh, Bandai Wavetable 80s engine, which as as you mentioned, that, that piece of music is amazing. And it did make me think about the ingenuity of those. uh, It's a, it's it's a genre of music unto itself, isn't it? Um, You know, uh, and that's a terrific example of it. I I completely agree. Um, And it looks fascinating. I haven't bought that one yet, but I I do intend to that. I think each of them though. Now I think all the in app purchases, I think are seven 99. So that's cheap in some respects in iPad. Terms it's a little bit more pricey, but I think the quality is is terrific. Should also mention though that their other app that they've been keeping up to date is the Korg module, which that also received on the same day uh, an update. Which. Um, introduced two new two new uh, modules one of which is like an 80s piano so it's like a dx 70s i guess another other 80s electric piano sounds but also a Mellotron as well which uh and i don't know if it's how long that will be but the Mellotron expansion is currently free so if you are a module owner make sure that you're down you know you'll need to go into module and Ryan, right to the store and you have to actually sort of click to buy it, but it's free.
0: Um Okay. Well, I mean, the thing about this is, is you know, both of these are starting to get to the point where it's, it's like your kind of workstation slash sound module in hmm. one go. So you could be free of the computer. You could do all of your. you know, it's, it's an interesting paradigm they there. Yeah. Only really Korg are doing it to such a, with, with, with such commitment, I suppose.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, and just to come back to gadget, I mean, the uh interface on gadget is amazing. They've, they've made so many improvements since it came out subtle small improvements but but things that just increased the workflow with it uh the uh the, the the piano roll and the way that you interface with it is just very fluid and is probably the class leader. The amount of automation and the how easily implemented the automation is is just sensational in gadget it is really yeah. is a, a a kind of um this is how to do it right. Uh, so I think that Cork have obviously put some of their top
0: people onto this and they've kind of... And our have, mate you got, have you got a house full of children, guys
1: <laughs> Sorry, I'll close the window. It's next
0: door. No, I just I was just thinking, oh, where's that coming from? Because you're on the top floor. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, I'll shut them out. Um, pesky kids. Pesky kids. Uh, but... So those Bluetooth controllers that we're looking at, so there's two of those, one of which is like uh, keys and pads, and another one is faders and knobs and uh, and like an XY pad. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yes, actually, that top one there, that, look at that there. That's now, with the latest update, is fully uh, gadgetized, so everything is mapped and ready to go. Mm. Wireless. And you just kind of think, cool, that is a very, very efficient, nice uh, yeah. little g- combo. Because uh, what I do find with Gadget is that the keys, you want to play it with, you really do want to play it with a, 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 an external keyboard because, um, oh well, albeit you can with, let uh, see if i got it here, you, there is something that some people don't know. Uh, I'm not sure if it was in it from the beginning, but... Um, the modules themselves can be boosted to go full screen. Uh, Ah, right. And of course, another thing as well, Gadget has got Ableton Link. So that idea of just doodling with your iPad and then it being connected to your studio system, you know, is a reality. Um, But yeah, so when you're looking at the module, if you double tap on the module itself the module expands to the entirety of the screen uh you know so it's only small jump but uh it just makes that big difference especially for the the, the um... yeah so you can
0: yeah yeah i see
1: uh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so many, many well, little- well
0: Well, it only came out last week, so worth checking out. If you're looking... I mean, it does seem like a, a, a very... If you've already got an iPad and not much else, then, you know... I just want to throw this up. Uh, Rance put this up in the chat room. Oh, no, that's not the wrong... That's the wrong one. Get off. This is uh, did you that NASA the uh, Juno spacecraft is beginning the orbit of Jupiter, and this is a uh, Roland <laughs> calendar calendar uh, image of uh, obviously the uh, uh, of the the space event happening there. Just thought I'd throw that in there. No, no <laughs> other reason than I just I can. Um, all right then. Well, let's let's get on to another one. Oh yeah, this this one this is quite interesting. Molecular bites. Uh, this is the new atomic transient which is to me it seems a bit like the kind of crazy world of uh, when um, melodyne dna came out and you could do polyphonic pitch this is basically the same but for transient and and, and mm. processing i'll see if i can find uh, the requisite parts of the video cuz it's quite long let's see if i move it forward very quiet So you can, remove, you can remove frequency elements. You can process them. Can't really hear the hi-hats in this one. It's, they're too toppy. And this is actually going to be a really d- dreadful demo, I can see now, because mm-hmm. I can't actually find the bit of the video. So you can process individual things and individual transients and filtering by frequency, and it's a really... Quite an interesting uh, concept. I love the display on this. So yeah, I mean, I guess you could use this to, you know, to, to uh, parallel process to bring out snares and reduce things. And it looks like a really kind of quite a cool pro- product, particularly for whole mixes. And what did you think of it, Gaz?
1: Yeah, it's it's it's, it's really impressive. Uh, it, it, I mean, I have been using the multi-band. Uh, transient shaper within cubase quite a bit um and that's what it it was making me think of albeit a much more sophisticated version of that um but i guess it's one of these things uh its applications is, is it, it, you know i mean straight away it makes me think of like you know for the mashup community it's just going to increase yeah
0: i mean no, that basically i i didn't find the spots in the demo specifically well but you could basically like get the snare out you know, it's that, it's it seems to be that powerful. It can mm. remove drum hits from entire mixes. It can do all sorts mm. of stuff like that, right?
1: Right, yeah. And it is this idea that if you can hear it, then, if if our brains can perceive it, then it's only a matter of time until they come up with an algorithm that can do the same. And, uh, you know, certainly the, the Melodyne uh, uh, you know, Melodyne were, were first there with the polyphonic material. What it interests me i suppose about this is um how you could kind of use it in uh, well it's such a new technology we don't exactly know what we could use it for i mean yes you could imagine you want to sort of make the drums a bit punchier but right now i could sort of achieve that with the uh with a multiband transient edit you know already this just looks in, like in Cuba, right in, yeah, in Cubase. Um, and if if anyone hasn't played with transient shapers, especially multiband transient shape, you know, uh, they they're probably the, one of the most powerful mix tools that there are. If you if you slap one across a drum bus, then it just you know for years I, I always struggled to get the kind of punch, uh, uh, you know. And then once I started using that, there it is. It's so so being able to play and manipulate the transients within a recording is fantastic. And this just looks like it's the the, the, the deepest implementation of that kind of technology yet. Um, I just wonder what people are going to do with it. I, I I also am a little bit like, oh god, I don't know if I've got any more time to or brain cycles to allocate to learn, something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that. But at the same time, you know. Amazing, you know, it's brilliant to see these things. I love seeing the innovation. So, uh, and I know there'll be someone who will just use it in the most ridiculous way uh, and do things that were yeah. you know, previously impossible. Well,
0: just uh, for the record, we did review. There's a UAD one. It's a Sonox. Uh, I've forgotten what it's called, but uh, if you check back, there's a, a, a review by Tosh uh, who did uh, a transient shaper. Uh, it was it's frequency dependent. There are a pair of them. It's not quite multi band, but it's two band, uh, and that's pretty good. Well worth checking out. Um, uh, and transient shapers generally, like yeah. you say, they do have it. They they can uh. make things sound just. It it gives everything, because there used to be this sort of classic sound of drums that you could only get if you mixed on SSLs. (laughs) It's the the speed and the smack of the compressors, and it's almost that they were working on a transient level. And then, you know, uh, SPL did a whole bunch, didn't they? And they were the the processors that people used in hardware, and they're now available. So these things, this feels like an area that is becoming more and more, um, you know, explored and this is the latest one molecularbytes.com uh it's available uh i think it's available for all the uh vst uh vst3 vst2 vst3 and audio units Uh, and i think it's available now at uh i think it's 129 euros which seems fairly reasonable and Mm. i think there's a standalone application for windows only not for not for mac so uh, well worth checking out Mm. and i think you can get a free trial as well, which is obviously worth worth uh, worth looking at okay, what shall we do next ah what do we, what do you think about this then um I think i 've got it here yes, here we go this is the uh <laughs> this is the ten hour reason nine so th- 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 this guy strapped this whole thing to his body, <laughs> drove ten hours into the desert while auditioning all a thousand sounds uh Join the journey, and th- 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 it, there's this great shot at the end where he gets to the edge, and he's playing the last few uh, patches while looking out over what looks like the Grand Canyon. <laughs> he's going to play, I think. And there are some great sounds. I mean, I haven't had time to listen to all ten of uh, all <laughs> ten hours, but he spends. And I, I was thinking, how on earth? Can that take so long? And then I worked it out it's only 36 seconds of sound. This is the this is all part of Reason Nine, uh, which came out uh, last week, just shipped, didn't it? With a thousand new sounds, uh, you've got pitch edit, which is kind of like melodyne style editing of notes, scales and chords, no echo, dual arpeggiator, delays, uh, bounce in place, new skins and looks. Uh, and you can buy it upgrade i think for 129 euros and buy it for 369 which uh if reason is your thing i'm we have actually talked about reason before but none of us actually use it so it's very hard for us to be uh, very objective about it i mean you know part of the reason for that is because uh, if you excuse the pun is the fact that reason is or has been it, it's taken its own path it's less about compatibility with other DAWs and what have you even though it's perfectly adequate and, and it's a great compositional environment it's just something that's not generally used so much in a pro environment in terms of if you're collaborating with people that's the only reason really I guess
1: well they have so they've increased their own uh, collaborative internally you know so yes they they like to do everything within their own sort of world their their version of uh, vst think it's a
0: swedish <laughs> thing <laughs>
1: yeah. they do their uh, rack extensions rather than making vst's compatible and various things like that but i think it's brilliant i'm so glad they're doing it and i'm so glad they're still around because i think it's uh, i do think it's great i do enjoy it i use it now and again uh and uh, you know, I think they've managed. I mean, gosh, it's old now. Reason, isn't it? I mean, it's they've managed yeah. to it's managed to survive through very turbulent times. Uh, so it's doing something did... right. And I've got friends who swear by it. It's their, you know, it's their place, and they and actually, what you find with reason fans is that they are absolutely passionate about it. Yeah. <laughs> you well, know. you
0: do find that with DAW users only. Um, let's have a look. Uh, Reason One Point was released no. in December two thousand. Yeah. There we go. So for sixteen years, that's mm. a pretty impressive pedigree, yeah. and it's it. I think it, you know it was everything, wasn't it? Because I mean, yeah. at the time, it was before live, and it was a it was the way that you could create pattern based I mean, it was you know groundbreaking. And and you know, it, I think part of the reason that it's it's perhaps been its own thing is because it hasn't embraced the kind of VST AU plugin kind of mm. world, which mm-hmm. is where everybody else. Which in many ways, you know, could be seen as a good thing because it means you know it will just work, <laughs> and won't have any compatibility issues, and you just get you know you've got a fixed palette, even though that's now a massive palette of sound. So maybe that's it. But mm-hmm. yeah, good on them.
1: Yeah, and that video is just bonkers. I mean, I've dipped in and skipped around it and
0: <laughs> yeah, he's a good player, isn't he? He finds yeah, good yeah, lifts.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's just a it's just such a fun undertaking. I think it sh- you know showcases the fact that there is tons of good quality new sounds as well in, in such a fun way. Um and yeah, I mean there's so many sounds in there, but god again, uh, but <laughs> presets presets, presets, presets. I've got so many presets now. For all, if I was to add up all of the presets I've got of, of, of all, <laughs> all the things I've got, uh, I got, ah, yeah. I don't use them. I don't use them. I no,
0: and I think that's the thing. It's it's interesting the way that things have changed somewhat. Uh, as as hardware has become, you know, obviously with the rise of the hardware synth, there's been this kind of desire to get your hands on things. Certainly among you know, I don't know whether this is cro- is a generational thing. But you know the fact that you can actually now get your hands on so many synths and create your own sounds, yeah. when you're just flipping presets, I mean, obviously you can edit them, that there's a disconnect. And so it, you, you do tend to become slightly kind of disconnected from the the musical process of it. I, and yeah, okay. Yeah. And I think that for me, I mean, that's not the same for everybody. No,
1: it is for me as well. I mean, I, I, something I've said numerous times, though, is with these big things, these big epic pieces of software that are really deep... You can never know it. You can never master that. You can never truly feel that you've got it. You know, it feels like it just feels like you're just this little spectator on the side, and, you know, that you can't really like like uh, the strike fit, the Waldorf strike fit, which is about the price of a plug in, maybe a bit of an expensive plugin, But you can master that thing. You can learn its enti- entirety and then, you know, you don't need to use presets on it. You can just do, 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 dial in a sound. Uh, and, and you sort of know, you, you know it's out of parameters, you know, you know its limits. So you kind of, you can work within it. And that is much more inspiring for me. However, I do also understand that a lot of people don't work that way and you know to have big palettes of presets is is important so you know
0: yeah i know it's interesting well it's talking about that i mean because i've recently been doing some sessions where i've gone back to the, the the people i'm working with are using logic 9 which is what I kind of learned, you know, I learned that. Uh, uh, but I haven't used that for, for years and years, and I went back to it, and I just sort of was was work. And it took me sort of half a day to get my head back into it. But now I feel almost as fluent as I was yeah. uh, remembering the key commands, and, you know, And now I can work within it in a compositional environment. And it's really interesting the way that those things that you maybe learn, well, you know, in software, um, they stay with you. And I suppose the thing is, is everything has its own... Methodology, and you're right. Learning that kind of depth of fluidity is quite difficult. Um, yeah. across multiple DAWs. So that's, I yeah. guess, that's why people tend to sort of stick with one and go, "I know this. I know I can make it do what I need it to do." And I've got my key commands that will do. You know, it's like you with Cubase. You know, you're very much invested in that because it's your primary tool of work for getting paid. You know, work.
1: Yeah, for paid work, Cubase. Although, you know, Cubase can be a annoying uh <laughs> uh well that's another story but no yes i you for my paid work i tend to use cubase because it's uh i don't know i am um, familiarity yes i mean i've got this in front of me I don't know if i can show you this you can
0: get where you need to go quickly i mean that's the point isn't it uh,
1: yeah and i've got the Cubase. i've got these uh you know these
0: those little sh- controllers yeah
1: yeah yeah which are. Uh, Cube based specific, sorry about this. Um, but but makes- I, agree. I,
0: mean, I agree. I mean, the thing, the thing that I know is going back to, uh, to Logic 9, <coughs> even though we're at 10, you know, Logic X... The problem is, is that some all of the things that I found irritating and that haven't gone any further, you're just kind of going, oh, yeah, you can't do that, can you? <laughs> yeah, of course, you know, things like project management and things. I mean, it's got more or less enough to make it all work, and there's always mm-hmm. a workaround. So I suppose that's it. I mean, how many new features do you need? You know, I can write automation in it. I can do the things that I need to do. Yeah. I can, you know, so I suppose, you know, maybe that's, well, <clears throat> that's fine.
1: Ableton Live is quite an interesting piece of software in that it hasn't deviated very far from its initial premise. It's almost the same in many respects. They have added lots of things over the years, but it still is the same very slick and minimal interface there's not masses of stuff within it. You don't have loads of menus and all sorts. It's still qu- uh, so. I think that is probably a big reason why it still is so incredibly popular because people just very comfortable in that environment. Um, uh, you know, something like Cubase or Logic. They are just behemoths, aren't they? Yeah. I'll tell you what
0: I did. I'll tell you one thing I did find. Uh, There's the ES1 synth, which is a very simple, one of the early soft synths, little subtractive synthesis, two waveforms. I think it's just sawtooth and square. The sawtooth sounds bloody great. It really (laughs) just slices through a mix, and it's got loads of bottom end, and it really is. I mean, I was quite amazed, actually. I was thinking, God, that sounds really good, you know, and it's it's an early synth. I mean, it's (laughs) not like it's... It's, you know it's so you know they did some good work and i guess the mm. core of it uh is obviously <clears throat> still functioning you know pretty much as it as it can be and it's making records you know at least it, that's what these people it, are doing with it
1: it is that is an interesting point isn't it because you know there's a tendency to think oh that's from a few years ago so it must be rubbish uh, <laughs> um coming back to electron i mean the octatrack sampler that they make is uh by current standards a little bit old-fashioned you know it's kind of running uses compact flashcards for a start you know which i don't think anything else is using but it's still incredibly functional and people can make amazing music on it so we do have to sort of watch out sometimes for this uh this continuing this idea that we keep on moving and and that things in the past are somehow junk compared to uh yeah to, to, to today or or not well
0: things are yeah not as recent. good somehow Yes, Recent I suppose past. so. Yeah. Well, anyway, um that's reason nine. I I, I covered in as much depth as we can. So like, what about this then? This is uh they're they're remaking Blade Runner, um, Blade Runner 2, or well not remaking, there's a version 2 of Blade Runner, and FactMag have done, because uh, obviously the soundtrack of Blade Runner, the original, 1982, Vangelis, one of my favourite soundtracks, one of the most influential soundtracks, perhaps. Mm. And uh, there, there's an article on uh, FactMag, which is basically them talking about who is going to be able to do the soundtrack and they've got a few uh, ideas of who they might be and some of these people I haven't heard of and they were great and obviously blade runner I don't know if blade runner was a big thing for you I mean it was a very big cinematic event and the sonic world that they created was so stylized that it really was quite you know so it's quite a, a show quite a lot of responsibility to get right I'm yeah sure.
1: i mean the crazy thing is they could probably use the original soundtrack and it'd still sound futuristic and still sound perfectly you know apt and uh you know with all the latest fancy cgi um but yeah. Yeah, not. I should
0: say I should just quickly say it's not a remake. It's uh it's set um several decades in the future. So it's an ongoing story mm-hmm. which you know that's kind of in that I think that's quite an interesting proposition. I wouldn't want Definitely. to see it remade. I'm no, no. much more interested in it being uh, I think Ryan Gosling and somebody called Anna de Armas are playing in it. Um I was wondering who who would be good and uh, I was thinking um maybe Ulrich Schnauss... I really mm. like his stuff. Me too. Obviously, because the, so obviously there's, there there are some people that would, and uh, uh, there was uh, Ryuchi Sakamoto, Alvin Oto, and Bruce Desno who did Bryce Desno who did The Revenant, which had a beautiful sense of atmosphere about it. I mean, it, admittedly, it was quite a static kind of uh, soundtrack i wondered about that um and cliff martinez is somebody that they suggest uh who i had not i was not aware of and his stuff was brilliant i'm not going to play any of this because they're all uploaded by uh, record labels which means that you get content id strikes if i'm going to put it in this youtube video and i don't want to do that but cliff martinez uh w- i thought he was a Uh, Very good. He did uh, a sublime score for uh, Steven Soderbergh's Solaris remake, uh, which uh, I was listening to that, and it sounded lovely. So I wonder about that. I wonder about you guys. If you could think of anybody that you would, uh, you would, if they were asking you, you if the executives get, well, me, yeah, come on, I'll (laughs) do
1: it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, can't blame me.
0: Do you yeah. think that they have to have a nod to some of the sounds, though? Because that, 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 you know, the the Tyrell, the kind of mm. uh, the, the CS80 brass line, mm. oh, it's not really brass. It, it's so iconic. I wonder if they'll be encouraged to include some of that stuff in it, you know, the, the person who's going to do this, uh, the, the new soundtrack. It, that's a kind of,
1: that could be, a, you know, I'm not Double sure.
0: sword, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. I think I think really they should try and find something that is totally different you know, something completely new, if they can. Uh, gosh, it's interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, 30, gosh, it's getting on for 35 years. That
0: yeah, to 1982, so yes, go. Uh,
1: and it still looks great, doesn't it? The special effects as well, wow. So that film, because I don't think it was a particularly successful film, was it, in terms of box office? not?
0: I don't know. I I, Uh, I suppose I just assume it was because it was. It felt like such a kind of iconic movie. I mean, I think it was a must have cost a lot to make. Mine, (laughs) yeah. I think it was a big film, but I mean, it was. I mean, God,
1: I hope that they maintain that integrity. That it's not just a whiz bang action fest, you know. Uh, God, but um, who could do it?
0: Uh, I, I sort of hope they don't go for Zimmer and the usual suspects. I hope it's somebody a bit more kind of off piste.
1: Yeah. I mean, mind you, you know, Zimmer, when you think he's, you know, when you think you've got his number, he'll do something like the soundtrack to, um, Interstellar or something like that and just go, Ooh, there's a lot more, there's a lot more to come from him, but, uh, it would be good if it was some, yeah, some youngish artist who, God, like someone like Ulrich, you know, that would be amazing, wouldn't it? Because he he's got that lovely uh, he he because I think he was a classically trained pianist, wasn't he? Or certainly he's a very oh, good, really well, he's a very good pianist and he writes on the piano. So and then he transfers that across to his. kind
0: well, of The eyebrows of truth in the chat room says uh, in the YouTube chat room says boards of Canada might be yeah. an interesting one. Yeah.
1: John Hopkins. That's another good choice, actually yeah that's a good choice border canada wow that might be a bit too organic though i think it might unless in that blade runner future maybe things have become a little bit more um decrepit border canada has got like an old decrepitness about their sound doesn't it so um it's not like a shiny new thing uh yeah wow
0: I just will also point out Joel Curtis in the chat room says uh, the budget was 28 million and the box office was 33.8. So, not a fabulous return in terms of films. (laughs) They've got
1: to make four times the budget, I think, for it to be a success, haven't they? Yeah, but
0: I'm sure it has now. I mean, over the years, it must have done. I mean, just the soundtrack must have
1: done. But we do tend to think it was this big like, blockbuster that I don't think it was. So, it's, um, you know. Uh, and and that's what I'm hoping with the new one that it maintains that in the integrity of the first one. And I do think that the music is going to uh, has great. to be yeah 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 yeah. But ooh, uh, oh, I'm quite excited about this one. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, well, it's not coming out till 2018, so oh. there's still plenty of time for them to blow it. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah, uh, yeah. Bass acts in the chat rooms. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> Well, yeah. I, actually, I don't know. If I take that sort of pressure. I mean, that is just that—that that would be a lot of uh, a lot of pressure to come up with the right thing. And, and also, I guess if you're going electronic, I mean, you can't—you know—you can come up with the themes, but then you've got to flesh it out as well. I mean, if you—at mm. least if you've if you're if you've got an orchestral a- aspect to it, you can kind of give it to fifty-six players and they'll make mm. something good out of it, and you don't have to play every individual instrument, and what have you. So maybe, yeah. But, but I mean,
1: uh, what about if Van did it though?
0: Now. Well, I wonder. Well, Vangelis hasn't really been on fire the last right. probably five years or ten years. I mean, I you know, just, great though he was, I think maybe he's not so now. I mean,
1: but I don't it know. It would be an interesting one to see what he would come up with. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, God. But it's difficult. We did touch on this last week, didn't we, about being, you know, completely new ideas, new things when so much has already been. Existed, you know, to to try and imagine a music form of the future. Uh, yeah, it's it's really bizarre because we've had such great previous examples of futuristic music, but for over such a long period of time, it's uh, it's yeah, real, it, it's. I mean, you do wonder, like about that uh, the thing that we talked about earlier, the uh, the um, transient multiband transient thing, whether those kind of tools or Tools that just haven't existed before will be, you know, the music that you can make using those kind of no, things. No, that,
0: that's an interesting point because I mean, obviously, at the time, the CS eighty was only in mm. the hands of very few people, and yeah. also he yeah. he was a massive user of uh, the Rev One, the Yamaha Rev One, which was a massive studio grade reverb. And uh, mm. I, I remember there was a when I was working at a studio in Bath, uh, his engineer came. She used to work for him during mm. that kind of period. Maybe shortly afterwards. And uh, she was called Rain or Shine, <laughs> and she just said <laughs> oh, nine decide. seconds on everything. Wow. <laughs> so that wow. was it. That was just the the rev one. Yeah, that was that was whatever it was. So you know, and those th- those sort of tools. Mm-hmm you know, everybody gets access to those sort of algorithms now, so it's mm. it, it's hard, you know, he made them work in a way, you know, uh, A, there were probably only 20 people in the world who had that combination of things, or less, so those are some of the reasons of those, but he's also very melodically, a lot of melodical now as well, I mean, you know, rumours with Vangelis is he improvises a lot of his stuff, or I did back in the day, mm-hmm. would just improvise, and then go back and kind of, you know, build around it, but, you know, what was it, Chariots of Fire, mm-hmm. I can't say Chariots of Fire without thinking it would be a great name for for a taxi company, chariots <laughs> of hire, uh, but apparently he he improvised that in one go, you know, and then went back and kind of added some strings and stuff. But that was it, you know. I mean, great way to if you get it right, obviously. Mm. So he's obviously got good instinct, at least then for uh, whatever the zeitgeist was.
1: Starblazer in the chat room was saying, uh, just do. Trent jazz do A jazz funk fusion soundtrack, all the kids are into it these days, just backing up, the, no, but backing up the point. No, seriously, I think that actually could work.
0: I think that will be bloody disastrous. <laughs> no,
1: no, no, there's a new, I tell you, like, um, Kamsai Washington, for instance, have you heard about him? The no s- sax player, you know, like, there's a um, the whole kind of Flying Lotus, Kendrick Lamar, sort of uh, West Coast thing has been in the last few years has really been bringing that. Jazz funk fusion, you know that kind of on the corner Miles Davis, um, you know early weather report, mysterious traveler, that kind of sound. Uh, but actually, watching Kamsai Washington in Glastonbury, the keyboard player was playing uh, a Moog Liberation.
0: Uh, oh wow, <laughs> God, that's heavy. <laughs> yeah, but
1: it, he he was great with it as well. He was using the uh, he was using all the kind of uh, the mods things on the the grip there and you know uh, and uh, man a lot of people turned out for that gig it was you know and a lot of young people too
0: reminds me when I first went to Glastonbury and I saw weather report
1: right okay
0: yeah domino theory you know
1: (laughs) whoa yeah
0: Um, I just want to say one more thing Pierre Fontaine in the chat room says uh, imagine having to work against the expectation of the original soundtrack that sounds like a no win situation for whoever takes the job That's very true, but I suppose it's so long ago that most of the people who are likely to be the audience for this, assuming it is a blockbuster or at least gets, will probably won't have that frame of reference. So it might Mm. not apply, but yeah, but presumably the producers will be thinking about it. So maybe the people who say yay or nay are are not necessarily the best people to decide which works best. I don't know.
1: Tough gig. I, I did have like a generational shift at Glastonbury experience watching Beck, you know Beck super cool Beck I went down the front and you know Beck's an amazing performer uh, little little diddy little pocket bloke he is as well um but he amazing performance and all these kids stood around you know just not clapping not dancing not grooving not reacting to any of his classic hits ah I wanted to decapitate a lot of them i swear <laughs> you know this is beck and then it and then it occurred to me i thought oh yeah but like Odelay is 20 years ago this is like their parents music and i was like oh because like beck had always been like this super cool guy in my book um you know but actually we made it on the telly a few times and we realised afterwards that was because we were the only people in the crowd who were kind of singing along. And you
0: know. oh, really? You, yeah. you, were, you were you were one of the BBC cutaways. Right? I had,
1: they did a big close-up on the. Well, I don't know if it was on a telly, but on the big screen, they did a big close-up of my head. <laughs> so I was, uh, yes, but um, because we were having fun. But no, but uh, but it was just that it did make me think. Oh, cool. you know. It's easy to forget that.
0: People yeah, we're have no to longer relevant. <laughs>
1: it's, that he that he's not necessarily relevant to their to their to them and their culture. And then someone else said, "Yeah, it was just the kids were coming down to watch Coldplay who were on next." Early. I would,
0: I would. Uh, that's interesting because I would have imagined Coldplay would be a bit beyond you know, mo- uh, not very cool. I mean, I did watch the gig and I, I mentioned it last week. I thought they were great, and that I, I don't know whether that's praise, you know. Well that's a good thing but they just emanated sort of love and good vibes which I thought was probably it's probably quite a hard thing to do on that scale and uh, yeah I thought it was great anyway yeah. but I'm um Okay, well, I think that's probably it for this week, but yeah, stay tuned for the, well, we've got another year. We'll, we'll have reached episode 500 by the time that comes out, if not, if not gone, gone beyond it, so uh, that'll be something <laughs> to look forward to. Maybe we can have a simultaneous, uh, it'll be a simulcast, oh, yeah, that's Sonic Good. talk 500 and, and uh, Blade Runner 2 or something <laughs> like that.
1: Cool. Later um, I just want
0: to say uh, I did post something about the uh, uh, the make noise no coast uh, because I'm doing the review of that I'll play out with that because it's got a little bit of a riff and just also if you've got any questions about it because it's a West Coast thing really and I don't really know West Coast synthesis inside out like well I don't I wouldn't uh, any kind of synthesis inside out but I'm n- less familiar with it so if anybody's got any questions they want to, I got, to throw to qu- i got a
1: question
0: oh yeah how do you make it sound good how do you make it sound good
1: yeah i'm not convinced
0: well it definitely sounds different
1: yeah um, i watched i watched a whole bunch of that stuff i was like oh i don't like this so yeah i want to see you make something good on it
0: it's harder yeah, it's uh, what's th- what's difficult about it is finding those sweet spots because usually you can go to go. Well, I know this kind of wave into a filter will do this kind of thing, and then I can peek out the. You don't have any of those frames of reference, so it's right. it, it, it's quite difficult to to find it's those s- spots. But there are
1: okay, okay. So I'm like this at the moment. Mm.
0: I don't think it's something that you're going to go. I must have one of those. Right. I mean, it's definitely a kind of if you're interested in getting into West Coast, uh, it might be a way in. But bit, but
1: it is bleepy bloopy in not it? it's bleepy bloopy stuff it just seems to have no oomph to it
0: oh um, no it's got loads of bottom end
1: okay but
0: so- uh, when you start adding the overtones and the harmonics certainly as you go round the scale that tends to be less emphasised but you can, you know, that there is a bunch of it, and you can also patch. There's a raw square wave which you can patch directly, in, and then that's massive and snappy and kind of blatty. That's that's, that's quite good. I, but uh, but yeah, it's not it's not it is immediately obvious, perhaps. Well, I tried to watch something on it, and it sent me to
1: sleep with very strange dreams. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, 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 yes. So I um I shall eagerly await your review. Uh, definitely definitely interesting but yeah is it fun though is it fun so
0: far yes i think it's fun it's not as immediately musically obvious how you would use it i would say you know you are not kind of going there's that bass sound i mean because west coast is not really like that it's got it's good for very interesting complex harmonics i mean in combination with large reverb washes or drones or whatever i would say yes yeah
1: because we did have that thing of, uh, a couple of years back on sonic talk where we yeah. were like what a good example musical examples of west show me Coast. a
0: signature sound or a way si- a, wa- a, <laughs> a signature song
1: thing. or something you know other than that's not the silver apples on the moon yeah yeah anything I, other than I, that you know it's just uh, that's great don't get me wrong i think that is dead cool right
0: but, well no know. pressure then. i'll try and do something <laughs> anyway i'm i'm We'll say goodbye for now. Thank you very much, everybody, for watching. Yeah. Don't forget, please do subscribe to the video uh, to us on YouTube uh, because we've got lots of other videos coming up as well. It's not all modular. Uh, do check out all of our uh, Cymru Beats 2016. I think there's two more videos to go up. Uh, so, you know, quite a bumper crop. There's some good stuff in there. Um, that's it. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. Uh, just our little duo there. I think we managed to... Uh, not too much dead air. Ha! <laughs>
1: This never dead here with us too. We can riff on yeah. anything.
0: <laughs> and uh, let, uh, you know, best of luck tonight for Wales. I've actually got a fi- I've got a fiver on Wales to win the whole thing. So if wow. they win, I it's three hundred quid. Down. Uh, Before
1: the group stages.
0: Yes. Gr- Whoa. Before the I got sixty six to one. Hey, that's pretty cool. But my partner said, "Shall I do it?" And I said, "No, they'll never make it." And then, you know, if I done it, if I done it when she said, uh, yeah. it would have been two hundred to one. So,
1: oh wow, uh, it's just dead good fun. I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's it's uh, you know, little old Wales. You know, it's just nice to be good for something for a change. You know, ah,
0: uh, not just uh, <laughs> not just not just voting for Brexit. Eh? Ah, no,
1: come uh, <laughs> come Beats Is there? Uh, here we go. We are on the international synthesizer scene now with Cymru Beats, aren't we? Sort of, uh, sort
0: of yes, I of, suppose so.
1: Yeah, Because Cymru, if you don't know, means is our word for Wales, is our own, is Cymru is Welsh for Wales. So Cymru Beats. So it
0: is, yeah. Right. Okay, well, I'm <laughs> going to play out with, uh, if I can, uh, let me just check that I've got the right video. I may not actually have. You? doesn't look. I'm just... I, uh, uh, yeah. Hi there. Oh, oh, there we go. Right. Okay. <laughs> Whoa, stop. <laughs> right. Okay, that's it for this week. Thank you very much for watching. Uh, Thanks. Bye, everyone. Hi there. I'm just working on review of the Make Noise Zero Coast, which I've got here on the bench. Uh, I just wanted to ask if you had any questions or comments about the Make Noise Near Zero Coast, or No Coast, I think I call it, uh, Before I finish the review, I'm just gonna now play a patch that I set up with a description of how it was put together. And hopefully this will give you some ideas uh, for any questions. And I will try and answer them in the full review. Anyway, thanks for watching. What I've got here is the Beatstep Pro. I'm running uh, two channels. So the first one is blue. So CV and gate, it's coming out. So I've got gate going into the trigger for the contour and CV coming out into the, volt per octave of the oscillator. So now if I play my sequence, just a simple line, this is just unaffected now, so I know we're listening to the far, to just the output of the wave shaper. So if I now, obviously I've got reverb and delay on it. What I've also got is the clock coming out of the B-Step Pro, driving the tempo, which is then, in turn, driving the sample and hold waveform here, which is, in turn, coming from the, into the attenuverter, I'm going negative and out and into the overtone parameter. So now I've got... Now, if I bring up the dynamics, I've also got the output here, which is a a triangle wave uh, LFO, which you can access via the pages, which I'll show you a bit later, and I've got that coming into the FM linear modulation, so I can add a little bit of modulation to the basic oscillator. What I've also got, if I swing this round, I've got the second CV out coming into the time of the slope, so, what I'm effectively doing is modulating the time of the slope. It only works over about an octave, but I'm able to now. I'm also re triggering the envelope when I trigger any additional notes by using a little stackable cable here. some additional modulation going on. So what I can do here, is I've also got the output of the slope coming into the multiply. Turn up the dynamics here. Gets pretty gnarly.